Hello everyone, welcome back to The Hour is Booked. I'm your host, Will, and I'm doing this radio show for Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm for HCC. So, if you guys are new here, this show is basically about fun book-related things, books, book-to-movie adaptations, book-to-TV show adaptations, author drama, and upcoming news related to books and everything book related. So without further ado, let's get into the first segment for today. So the first segment for today is going to be about booktube and what that is basically and how it got started. So basically, if none of you guys know what booktube is, Booktube is basically a book-specific subset of, of YouTube, basically, and they basically call themselves the Booktube community, and this is where people, well, like individuals, talk about books, basically, on the YouTube platform, and personally, I have been very, 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 very attached to the booktube community for a few years now i discovered the i have discovered the small community of booktube on youtube about a few years ago and i'll get more into that later but basically with booktube it's very interesting because because it started off with a few unknown unknown people like a few unknown youtubers but now they're like very 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 famous youtubers they have a lot of subscribers they post videos like every every few days or like or 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 at least like once a week they post a video and booktube started off as like a very small thing and now it's expanded to to a lot of different people it's expanded globally basically there are people from other countries that do booktube which are which is really cool and i think that's super awesome how it started off as like this small community and then it's expanded to around the globe basically now personally i think that i think that booktube is a lot of fun i think you can find some really unknown creative people there and i think that's super cool and um i've been watching booktube related videos and booktube related people for a few years now and um and and i really like a lot of people's videos about books and also booktube is basically like i said before it's basically like a like a very small community on youtube but it's expanded since it began and uh it's become like very public booktube i feel like um they've been invited to book conventions like BEA, which is Book Expo of America, which is where booktubers go and they could do panels. It's like the Comic-Con of booktube, basically. And they go to BookCon, which is like, which is basically VidCon, but for book-related people. And I think you can find some really cool creators on 
booktube you can find like so many different creators like there are so many people that do so many different things and some things about booktube that i really like um i i like i like a lot of things i like when they do like vlogs they, they do like a lot of travel vlogs basically they do a lot of like book hauls which is where like which is where like they show like one new books i got and they do like reading vlogs which is where like they'll do a vlog about like what book they're reading they'll do like cover redesign videos for like book covers that don't look as good so so so, so they'll like redesign book covers basically and they'll do like a whole lot of different things that they'll do that they'll do like tags and everything and and it's a lot of fun i think booktube has really um grown from like it, it was a very small thing at first but now i feel like it's a lot of it's a lot of people's favorite thing to do and watch on youtube basically because i feel like a lot of people watch booktube nowadays because it it, it grew from like this little like thing and and it's expanded and it's become like a very big it's become a very popular it's become like a very popular um, thing to watch on YouTube, like booktube related videos, and I really like it, and I think it's really cool. And for me, um, personally with booktube, I discovered it a few years ago. I, I discovered it a few years ago. I started off with watching, um, the username is Poland Bananas Books. I started off with watching her videos. And she did a lot of videos regarding the Divergent series, the Hunger Games series. She did a lot of movie reviews about the Hunger Games and Divergent and everything. And that was like my first real like experience with a booktuber, which is basically a person on YouTube who talks about books. So Poland Bananas Books is definitely is definitely like like a she she's definitely like a first. She, Pull and Bananas Books is definitely uh, like a first, uh, like a very old school booktuber. She basically started off the booktube community, basically. And then it expanded to people like Jesse the Reader and Catitastic and um, The Insane Reader. And it's expanded to so many other different people. Personally, my favorite booktuber is is um Read with Cindy. That is personally my favorite booktuber, and she started booktube uh, about like two years ago. I discovered her YouTube channel like about like about six months into her doing booktube and booktube related videos and and uh, and i love her channel her channel is the best thing ever and i really like her videos a lot she is very honest about what books she likes and what books she doesn't like and i think she's a really cool i think she's a really cool booktuber another favorite booktuber of mine would definitely be insane reader he is a very he he, he is a very funny booktuber he taught he he does a lot of different things that, that aren't like booktube related. He does a lot of like different things. He'll do he'll do like he'll do like basically like recreating book covers. He'll do um 
he'll do like is this book worth the hype videos which is well which is where he'll read like a very popular book and then he'll talk about his feelings on it to see whether whether it deserved like all of the hype that I got or if it was just like mediocre basically and to me booktube is like a very special thing because um when I discovered it I didn't really know like what I was getting myself into basically I didn't know if I would like it or not but that but that was really like what the, but that's really what like what will like propelled me to like start reading a lot is booktube and I think like th I think that's very interesting because I think like either people watch booktube related videos because because they just really like the creators on booktube or I feel like people they want to talk about what books that, that the people in booktube are talking about so I think that for me personally booktube is basically is basically like what started my love of reading and what started my love about like books and book to movie adaptations and book to tv adaptations i think that's what booktube started for me i think booktube is really cool and i feel like you guys should really check out like people on booktube you guys should you guys should definitely check out people like like um you guys should definitely check out people like insane reader and read with cindy and pull in bananas books among others you, you guys should just you guys should just like type in booktube and see what videos come up i i guarantee you guys that read with cindy and insane reader will definitely come up definitely pull in bananas books will come up jesse the reader will come up caddy tastic will come up i think i think a lot of those like old school and even newer booktubers who are just starting now i feel like they'll come up because they're very popular now so uh that was my first segment so we are going to take a little break and i will see you guys in a minute so uh see you later uh enjoy um enjoy the break <laughs> radio show for Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm for HCC. So we are back and we are here for our next segment. So for my next segment, I'm going to be talking about some of my favorite booktubers, which is what I talked about in the previous segment. I talked about booktube and booktube as a whole and why it's so special to me. So now I'm going to talk about slash recommend to you guys some of my favorite booktubers on the form youtube so let's start off with my favorite my favorite booktuber by far is definitely cindy from read with cindy read with cindy is so funny she started her channel um, her booktube channel. She started her channel in the summer of 2018. So she's been on YouTube for about two years, like two and a half, almost three years. And she has become like my favorite, my favorite YouTuber slash booktuber ever. She is so, so, so funny so hilarious she's so honest about her thoughts about books and she's just so funny every time i watch one of her videos i laugh i laugh so hard i've seen all of her videos multiple times 
and she uploads if not once at least like twice sometimes three times a week so she is very active on the platform of youtube she is very funny she is very honest about what books she likes and what books she doesn't like and she does a lot of very funny and different types of videos she does book she, she does she does videos about about like book wrap-ups which is like all the books that she read during that specific month she does reading vlogs which we'll talk about what books that she's reading and she'll do a vlog covering like what book she's reading at that time and she'll do travel read with me vlogs which are basically which are basically where she will travel to because travels to some really interesting places in some of her videos she will travel to portugal she'll travel to los angeles and to florida she'll travel to new york she'll travel like so many different places it is so insane and so crazy but it's so cool and those travel reading vlogs are basically where she'll take you along the journey of where she travels to and she'll also like talk about the books that she's reading there too but instead of it being like a regular reading vlog she'll, she'll travel too and the, those are definitely my favorite though those are definitely my favorite types of videos from her for sure and also some of her, some of her other videos are definitely like book reviews slash book rants which is where she'll rant about a book that she hates and she is so she's such like an inspiration to me just because i wish i could be that funny like her she is so funny and so 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 hilarious she's my favorite booktuber by far so you guys should check her out her channel her channel name is read with cindy so so you guys should check her out for sure for sure she is so funny so hilarious one of my favorites another one of my favorite booktubers is definitely insane reader now insane reader started his channel a while ago he started his channel like five or six years ago like five like five to six years ago or something like that and he has become someone who has really who started off like really really like small and unknown and he didn't have that many like views on his videos but now like if you look at his like most recent videos from like two or three years ago he has blown up in a way that you can't even like imagine he has branched out from doing like booktube and booktube related things he has he has now expanded his channel to talking about different types of fan fiction from different authors he has expanded to talking about bad movies and movies that he's hated and he's talked about movies that he's loved he's talked about different types of poetry he's talked he's talked about like so many different things and i really enjoy how he has expanded his channel because he started off like a typical booktuber basically he started off with doing 
different types of like tags and wrap-up videos and bookshelf tours basically and he has since within the last like year and a half he's expanded to doing movie reviews and he's been he's been doing great he'll he'll do videos about books like is this book worth the hype which is where he'll read like a very popular book from a very popular author and he'll read it he'll read it he'll, he'll read the entire book and then while and then when he's done reading the book he'll sit down and he'll talk about it and like all the issues that he had with it and he is so funny he is so funny he he he, he is so funny he is so great. I really enjoy how he's expanded his channel, and it's great. It's great. I, I really do love Insane Reader. He's so, so, so funny. All, all of these booktubers that I'm recommending to you guys are people that are very funny, and they're also very relatable because they're also, like, all very young, too. They're, they're all, like, they're, they're, like, very young, too. So, so it's not like they're old people. They're, they're all very young people that that people will that that people will be able to relate to, and I also really enjoy that. And definitely, one of my I wouldn't say that they're favorite anymore, but they're the person that really they're, they're the booktuber that really got me like started um, with my love for reading. And basically, that this is how I discovered booktube. For me, that would have to be Poland Bananas books. Um, she is really, really cool. Her name is, um, her name is Christine, her, her name is Christine, um, and she, um, if you guys actually didn't know, she has a book called Again But Better, um, out, and she basically went from doing small, very small booktube-related videos to really expanding on what she does now. She, a few years ago, she started this video series on her YouTube channel, which basically like chronicled like the three or four years that it took her to like write, write the first draft of her book, to it being picked up by a publisher, and to it being traditionally published. And it is so cool. It's so interesting to see that journey, to like rewatch it. Because I remember when that first episode of her book writing series um, started. It was about like three or four years ago when it started. And to just rewatch that, that entire series, and see like where each draft has taken her, and to see it be traditionally published now is so cool. So um, the book that she published is called Again But Better, and it is a coming of age romantic comedy story about a girl who believes that she did college all wrong so she decides to take a semester abroad internship program and she ends up going to London to try to redo college over again but better you get it you get it you get the you get the pun and uh that book was so good and Christine, also known as Paul and Bananas Books, she has another book coming out in summer of this year, summer of 2021. She has a book called Together coming out in summer of 2021, and that's like a parent trap meets a magical realism sort of thing. 
and and it sounds like it sounds just as good if not better than the first book that she published which is called again but better so yeah um we are going to take a break and when we come back we are going to talk about an author who who basically scammed the new york times bestsellers list in order to get her book to the top of the list so yeah so we're going to talk about an author who scammed the new york times bestsellers list in order to get her book to the number one spot when we come back so enjoy this break guys We are back. Welcome back to The Hour is Booked. I'm your host, Will, and I do this radio show for Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm for HCC. So for our next segment, we are going to talk about a scam, a scandal that happened with the New York Times bestsellers book list. So... Yeah, and we're going to talk about how an author scammed the New York Times bestsellers list in order to get their book to the number one spot when no one had ever heard of it before. So, how do we start this story off? Well, we'll start it off by talking about um, what article, what we're reading from. So, we are reading from The Hollywood Reporter is where I'm talking about is where I'm talking about this this story from. It's from the Hollywood Reporter, and this story was published by the Hollywood Reporter back in fall of 2017. So this story is very interesting. Um, the title is "Author Removed from New York Times Bestseller List Fires Back at Critics." So if you guys don't know what this story is about, basically. Back in August, fall of 2017, an author named Lainey Sarem, L- Lainey Sarem wrote a book called The Handbook for Mortals. And this book, no one had ever heard about. It was originally like self-published, but then the author Lainey Sarem got the book traditionally published and um it was published it was released to the public so that they can buy it and they can read it and no one had ever heard of it before it was not very popular on it was not very popular with anyone i don't think anyone had ever heard of it before no one had ever heard what was what what the book was about like no one knew what the book was about either no one had ever seen the cover of the book no no one had known like what the book was about even the title was like very weird handbook for morals like no one had ever heard about that book or or the title of that book and basically um when the new york times bestsellers list came out on september 3rd of 2017 laney sarem basically scammed the New York Times bestsellers list by buying bulk copies of her books, like author copies. If you guys don't know what bulk or author copies of books are, they're basically where authors can buy 
boxes upon boxes of multiple copies of their books. So they would get like author copies and bulk copies basically. This author, Lainey Sarem, she basically bought bulk copies. She bought like author copies. She bought multiple copies of her book so that she can say that her book reached number one on the New York Times bestsellers list and that it was a number one New York Times bestseller. And that list came out that day and everyone was shocked because of her because first of all, no one had ever heard about this book before. And no one had ever heard of the author before. And she had done so many terrible things to scan the New York Times bestsellers list. She basically did this. So from the article that I'm reading from, it's the Hollywood Reporter. She says that she says that she believes the Times caved to social media pressure. And this is what Lainey Sarem said. She said, my personal opinion, I'm a first-time author. I did some great numbers, Sarem said. They put me on the list. The list is curated. They didn't have to put me on the list, despite how many books I sold. When these people made a big issue, they were like, this is too much effort. And basically, what she needs to say is that she's firing back at critics who criticized her for skimming the New York Times bestsellers list, and apparently um, her her number one spot was removed, and Handbook for Mortals is is like is like a goner. It was it was it was um it was taken off the number one spot and it was given to The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas, which is a number one New York Times bestselling book that is on the New York Times bestsellers list and is still on the New York Times bestsellers list and it's been on the New York Times bestsellers list for three or four years. That book has been out for a very long time and I believe it is still on the New York Times bestsellers list. Definitely. It's a very good book. And Lainey Saran, the author of Handbook for Mortals, she's basically like an infamous author now. That book, Handbook for Mortals, was supposed to be the first book in a three-book series, so a trilogy. And apparently because of the scandal, she has not written books two or three of this trilogy, which I find very interesting. I just find this really interesting because it's like authors will do anything to get on that list, on the New York Times bestsellers list. Now, I don't think like the New York Times bestsellers list like validates you as like a as like a great author. I think it just gives you like more popularity and people will like notice you more and it'll get you like more recognition in the long run because uh, like let's say you've been writing books for like years and years and years and years and years and years you've been writing books for a very long time for years people will like regard you as a new york times bestselling author or number one new york times bestselling author and with Lainey Sarem um she scammed the list so that her book can be at number one and she bought like she she bought so many copies of her book so that she could be number one on the bestsellers list and people critics and book readers they've read this book and they've heard about the story and this book handbook for mortals is now considered one of the worst books of all time it's considered like the worst book of all time actually 
and I just find this really, really interesting. I thought this story was like really interesting, even though it's a few years old. I think it's still like pretty relevant today, because because it just is. <laughs> I just find it like really interesting, and uh, yeah, I just find it like very interesting. And there was because I just find it interesting, just because no one had ever heard about this book before. There was no promotion for the book. There were, there were no, like, advanced reader copies released for people to read and review early. But, like, there was nothing released. This book just came out, like, like in the middle of nowhere. No one had ever heard about the book. And, like, suddenly it was, like, the, f- it was, like, the number one, uh, it was, like, the number one book on the New York Times bestseller. So that's, like, 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 that seems pretty weird. So there was a whole thing, and... Um, her book was knocked off, and it's it was given to The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas, and no one had ever heard of this book or this author again, and I've heard that this book is, is very badly written, and it's considered the worst book of all time, if not one of the worst books of all time. So yeah, I think that that story is very interesting, and in this article, Lainey Servant says says that says that she denies any attempt to manipulate sales of handbook for mortals. And and yeah, I just I just I just find the story very funny. I also just find it really funny because she's firing back at critics, but I feel like critics are telling the truth that she scanned the New York Times bestsellers list. Meanwhile, she is just like, I was a first time author and, and I didn't know what I was doing. I had to buy both copies because usually when debut authors get on the number one New York Times bestsellers list and their book debuts at number one, it's a pretty big deal. So I guess she wanted um, her book to be a big deal. And now no one, like everyone knows about like, like the story. Yeah everyone knows about the story and i just find it really interesting because people will do whatever they can do to get on the new york times bestsellers list i just find it really funny and it's very entertaining (laughs) it's a very entertaining story so with that segment being done we're going to take a little break and we'll see you guys back here in a minute and for my next segment we are going to talk about some more author controversies involving Tomi Adeyemi and Nora Roberts. So stay tuned for that. Be right back. Hello everyone. Welcome back to The Hour is Booked. I'm your host, Will. I do this radio show for Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm for HCC. So welcome back to our next segment. So for my next segment, we are going to be talking about more author drama controversy, whatever you want to call it. We are going to be talking specifically about the author controversy that happened between Tomi Adeyemi and Noah Roberts back in November slash December of 2018. So without further ado, let's talk about that author drama. So if you guys don't know, back in 2018, back in March of 2018, Tomi Adeyemi, who is the author of the Legacy of Orisha trilogy, also known as the Children Blood and Bone trilogy, released her, de- released her debut novel, 
which was in fact Children of Blood and Bone, the first book in the Legacy of Horatio trilogy. And Nora Roberts, who is a very famous romance author, was going to release a book called Of Blood and Bone later in 2018, in December of 2018 to be exact. And um, Tomi she released Children of Blood and Bone back in March of 2018. And she got so much critical success, she got signed like a three book deal. So instead of it being like one book, it was going to be like a trilogy. She got a movie deal. It became number one on the New York Times bestsellers list. She she got a lot of she she got a lot of success. She she got a lot of success from writing Children of Blood and Bone and for releasing it back in March 2018. She she got a lot of success from it for being a debut author and for being so young. And back and then later during the year in 2018 in December, Nora Roberts was going to come out with a book called Of Blood and Bone, which is gonna which was going to be kind of a fantasy novel mixed with romantic elements because she's a romance novelist. But she wanted to do a romance story set in a fantasy world and with fantasy elements. And basically Tomi Adeyemi basically called out Nora Roberts on Twitter. Specifically saying that this is from Tomi Adeyemi's Twitter. She basically said it would be nice if an artist could create something special without another artist trying to shamelessly profit off of it. And she placed her copy her um her cover. She placed her cover of Children of Blood and Bone next to Nora Roberts' cover for Of Blood and Bone. Now they are both very different book covers. They are both very different book covers. And basically a few weeks after Tommy Adiyami tweeted this, Nora Roberts saw it and she went to the magazine Forbes, which is what I'm reading this article from. And she went to the magazine Forbes and she basically Tommy Adiyami apologized for her, apologized to Nora Roberts, and Nora Roberts accepted her apology basically. But Nora Roberts basically said this in response to Tomi Adeyemi's very negative um, comment on Twitter a few months before. She responded with this. Nora Roberts responded with this to Tomi Adeyemi's tweet on Twitter about her stealing the title of her book. So Nora Roberts said this. I titled this particular book, wrote this book, turned this book into my publisher nearly a year before her book, her first novel, was published. So unless I conquered the time-slash-space continuum, my book was actually titled before hers. Regardless, you can't copyright a title, and titles like Broad Ideas just float around in the creative clouds. It's what ins- it's what- it's what in- it's what's inside that counts. She also elaborated on the timing of the book title process. If your book came out a few months before the other book, and if you know squat about publishing, you'd certainly realize it was written, titled, and in production when yours hit the stands. So how could a damn title be stolen? So, Nora Roberts basically called out Tomi Adeyemi. That wasn't really an apology, but it kind of was an apology. But it also kind of wasn't. Um, basically, um, 
Tomi Ariyemi basically looked dumb and she looked like a fool for saying that a very famous romance novelist had taken her title, basically. Meanwhile, Nora Roberts had been writing for many years before Tomi Ariyemi. Um, Nora Roberts was probably writing before Tomi Ariyemi was even born. So, Nora Roberts basically had the title of Blood and Bone in her mind, and that was going to be her, the title of her next book. That was going to be the title of her next book. And Tomi Ariyemi, a debut author, believes that she, Nora Roberts, had stolen a title that Nora Roberts had probably had in her brain for years, four years, that she was going to use for her next book. That was going to be the title. And Tomi Ariyemi has the audacity to believe that Nora Roberts stole that title from her when Tomi Ariyemi is a young debut author. Like, like some authors need to relax. It's not a competition about who can profit off of, who can profit off of the amount of books that they sell, or the amount of, or the amount of success that they get from writing a book, publishing it, and it being a success. It's not a competition, but authors, authors like to think that it's a competition for some reason, because they can become very successful off of a debut novel like Tomi Ariyemi, or like with Nora Roberts, you can become successful over time. You don't have to be successful off of just the first book that you publish. And Nora Roberts have, has been writing for a very long time, unlike Tomi Ariyemi, who has only currently written two books. She still hasn't written the third book for the Children of Blood and Bone series, and Nora Roberts has a million books out. She has so many books out. She's been writing for so many years. Tomi Ariyemi has been writing for like three or four years. So yeah, I just find this story, I find this story so funny just because people take like drama very seriously. They, they, that they like make it like all about them. Like Tomi Ariyemi with this story, she made this story all about her. And with Nora Roberts, Nora Roberts like really didn't even care, really, until she said to Forbes and to basically Tomi Ariyemi that 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 you can that 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 a title can't be copyrighted from someone, basically. So I just find that story very entertaining. I don't know why, I just really do find that story entertaining because people and authors and actors and other people in different types of media, they take drama way too seriously. I just find that very funny. I find that hilarious. I just think it's so funny that that I, I just think it's so funny that a debut author thinks that uh, thinks that a writer who's probably been writing for years stole a title from that debut author. Like that makes no sense. Like oh my god, it's 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 so stupid and it's so funny 
but it's so it's just so funny to think about that a debut novelist could think that a novelist who has been writing for years can copyright or steal or or take their title away from them when the author has probably been writing for years before the debut author ha- probably has thought of that title for 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 a long time and that's what she was going to publish her book as so yeah that story is very entertaining that story is very entertaining so we're going to take a little break but when we come back we are going to be talking about our final segment for today and that is going to be NaNoWriMo also known as National Novel Writing Month so we're going to take a break and we will be back soon see you later Welcome back to The Hour is Booked. I'm your host, Will. I do this radio show for Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm for HCC. So we're going to talk about our final segment for today. And our final segment for today is going to be about NaNoWriMo. Now, if you guys don't know what NaNoWriMo is or what it is about, it basically stands for National Novel Writing Month. And it's often called NaNoWriMo, just to shorten the name. And it's basically a nonprofit organization that promotes creative writing around the world. And it basically is an event. It's basically a competition against writers or like or like up and coming authors or 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 people who just want to write for a living. They they are basically challenged throughout the throughout the month of November to basically be able to write a 50,000 word manuscript or novel during the month of November. So they have 30 full days to write a 50,000 word manuscript for their novel. And this, this, um, this, this nonprofit organization started a while ago. This basically launched the organization, basically launched in July of 1999. It launched 21 years ago. So NaNoWriMo has been around for a very long time. And the reason that I found out about NaNoWriMo was was obviously through BookTube. And we talked about BookTube previously in this episode. I definitely found out about NaNoWriMo through BookTube. And a lot of the BookTubers that I watch on YouTube, they definitely attempt NaNoWriMo throughout the month of November. And and they try to write as much as they can. And it's very fun to watch them, to watch them do their NaNoWriMo writing vlogs. It's very fun. It's very stressful because they're on a time limit of 30 days and they have 30 days to write 50,000 words. Like that's, that's so much if you think about it. That, well, that's a lot if you think about it. But I think it's a lot of fun to watch people kind of procrastinate and stress out over, over writing a book in the span of 30 days. Personally, I don't think I could write a book in 30 days. I mean, if I really tried it and I stay up every single night 
like and I never go to sleep I think I could definitely write a novel in 30 days but I mean I don't know I don't know that that's just that that's just an idea but I don't know if I would be able to write a novel um in the span of 30 days um but it's fun to see other people try at it definitely it's definitely a lot of fun to see a lot of people try at it a lot of the people that I watch on booktube some of them try at it but then some of them don't and I can see why it is very stressful to do and and it's stressful to try it but it's a lot of fun because it's basically a competition against yourself if you think about it I think it's a lot of fun so we're going to start talking about NaNoWriMo for a little bit. So if you guys are interested in NaNoWriMo and what all of that has to entail, like a, like like basically like basically like an overview about NaNoWriMo, uh, basically like an overview about NaNoWriMo and how it began. Um, um, if you guys are interested in an overview of NaNoWriMo, uh, you guys can stay. If you guys aren't interested, then tune in to next week's episode because we're going to talk about more book related stuff and it's going to be a lot of fun so if you guys are interested in an overview about NaNoWriMo and what NaNoWriMo entails stay tuned and stick around so the overview of NaNoWriMo is basically that um a freelance writer named Chris Beatty started it in July of 1999, and it started with 21 participants in the San Francisco Bay Area, and in 2000, in the year 2000, uh, NaNoWriMo was moved to the month of November, um, and Chris Beatty, he says that it was moved to November to more fully take advantage of the miserable weather, and I think that's true because in November, there's a lot of miserable miserable weather. It's snowing, it's cold outside, no one wants to be outside, so why not lay in your bed all day or just stay inside all day and write a book in the span of 30 days? I think that's a lot more fun than shoveling snow or walking outside in the rain or, or, just, or just being outside in the cold, miserable weather. I think writing a book is a lot more fun. So, yeah. And um, for NaNoWriMo, when they launched it, they launched a an official website for NaNoWriMo. And and um, in the year of 2000, about 140 participants signed up to participate in NaNoWriMo. And a lot of people in different countries signed up to participate in NaNoWriMo. And yeah. And in that first year, in 2000, in the year 2000, um, it said, it says of the 140 participants, of the 140 participants, 29 completed the challenge of writing 50,000 words in 30 days, which is a full novel. The 29 people out of 140 people completed the challenge, and it was verified that Chris Beatty, that, that Chris Beatty basically, they basically figured this out, that 29 people out of 140 people completed the 50,000 words in those 30 days. And 
the following year in 2001 it became a lot bigger um chris Beatty he expected like similar numbers to what people had done the previous year he was expecting about 100 to 150 people to, to participate in NaNoWriMo and in 2001 5,000 people participated in NaNoWriMo <laughs> and it kind of took off from there and at the end of 2001 at the end of those 30 days about 700 people out of those 5,000 people completed the challenge of writing a 50,000 word novel in 30 days and it kind of just blew up from there because it's been going on for many 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 years it's been going on for 21 years it's still ongoing and most recently by the year of 2015 over 40 or over 431,626 people have participated have participated in different regions around the world in NaNoWriMo and out of those many 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 participants about 40,000 people have won and that's not all about NaNoWriMo there are definitely rules for NaNoWriMo so the rules for NaNoWriMo are definitely that are definitely that that on November 1st, writing starts at 12 a.m., which is midnight on November 1st, and it should end at 11.59 p.m. on November 30th. And more rules include no one is allowed to start early, and the challenge finishes exactly 30 days from that start point. Novels must reach a minimum of 50,000 words before the end of November in order to win. These words can either be a complete novel, 50,000 words, or the first 50,000 words of a novel to be completed later. Planning and extensive notes are permitted, but no material written before the November 1st start date can go into the body of the novel. And participants' novels can be on anything, genre of fiction and language. Everything from fanfiction, which uses trademark characters, to novels in poem format, and metafiction is allowed. And with the website, some frequently asked questions about the website is, if you believe you're writing a novel, we believe you're writing a novel too. And also something called rebelling is allowed, as NaNoWriMo is considered a self-challenge. You're just, com- you're, you're just competing against yourself. You're not complete. You're, you're not competing against like people. You're competing against yourself. And the, and it says NaNoWriMo is considered a self challenge, and rebels are allowed to validate and thus receive um, any prizes from people who sponsor them because NaNoWriMo definitely have sponsors because they get prizes at the end. Whoever reaches 50,000 words, they get prizes at the end, which is kind of cool from the sponsors that NaNoWriMo has. And basically some of those prizes are basically um, things like, are things like self-awarded badges and basically 
and basically um and basically that it, it's basically like your prize is basically like a self-awarded badge kind of there, there are no like real official prizes it's it's not like it's not like you get picked up by a publisher for for like a for, for like a book deal of like three books it's not it's nothing crazy like that it's just like you write the first novel it's 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 just like you write the first draft of a novel that you've been wanting to write for a while and you compete against yourself which is kind of cool so self-competition is the best kind if you really think about it so yeah and i think um and i think NaNoWriMo is very cool because with NaNoWriMo it's just cool because you do you do get to compete against yourself and that's cool you get to compete against yourself just because I don't know. Just self-competition is really good. Just if you think about it, self-competition, competition against yourself, is the best kind of competition. It's just the best kind because you don't have to stress out about anything, and you don't have to like, like be afraid. Like, oh my god, if I don't reach like this word count by this day, that that, that I'll be behind. But but it's not like you're competing against people. You're competing against yourself in order to write a 50,000 word novel in a span of 30 days. Now that seems physically impossible to do. Writing a 50,000 word novel in the span of 30 days. But it is doable for some people. But for most people, it's not doable. So, yeah. And some of... And also, some of these... Nano Rhino, uh, 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 some of these Nano Rhino novels have been successfully published by publishers, and you guys may have may have heard of some of these authors. Um, some of these novels include Anna and the French Kiss by Stephanie Perkins, which was published by the publishing company Dutton Juvenile. The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern, which was published by Doubleday. Wool by Hugh Howie, which was published by Stop, which was published by Simon and Schuster, Cinder by Marissa Meyer, which was published by Squarefish, Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell, which was published by St. Martin's Press, and um, other books were Assassin's Heart by Sarah Aguilers, published by HarperCollins Publishers, The Force of Hands and Teeth by Carrie Ryan, published by uh, Goslin. Six, published by Golan Six. Uh, the Forest of Hands and Teeth was published by Gary Ryan, and it was published by Golan Six Publishing. Uh, the Cutout by Jack Health, which was published by Allen and Unwin. And yeah, so basically, when you do Nano right now, you basically do get to compete against yourself, and sometimes you get lucky with authors like Stephanie Perkins, and Aaron Morgenstern, and Hugh Howie, and Maris Meyer. You do get to self-publish your book. You do get to self-publish your book sometimes, and you do get to have a a a a publishing company pick it up and then it's traditionally published and then you get a book deal of like three or four books and then you get to go on book tours and then you become a successful author and anorama has worked out for some authors and that's cool that's cool 
and and it's cool. It's cool to compete in NaNoWriMo. Um, yeah, NaNoWriMo is fun to participate in, and it's been going on for a very long time. It's go- it's been going on for about 20, 20, 21 years. It's been going on for about 20, 21 years, and it's still going on. And it's still going on, like, really strong. Every every November, people participate in NaNoWriMo because they want to see if they can write a novel in 30 days. And it's really fun to watch people on YouTube stress out over writing a 50,000-word manuscript in 30 days. It's a lot of fun to watch. So, yeah, so that was my final segment of today. My, my final segment was talking about NaNoWriMo, and yeah, so to wrap up this episode, we talked about a lot of different things today. We talked about BookTube, we talked about my favorite BookTubers, and we talked about some author drama, and we talked about NaNoWriMo, and it was a lot of fun, guys, so thank you guys for listening, thanks for tuning in, and... I'm having a lot of fun doing this, and hopefully you guys stick around for next week's episode, and yeah, I hope you guys stick around. I'm having a lot of fun doing this. It's a lot of fun to do a radio show where you can talk about books. I think that's super fun. I think it's a lot of fun to be able to talk to you guys about books and author drama and book-to-movie adaptations, book-to-TV adaptations and everything. I think that's a lot of fun. And I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. If you guys like this episode or this or this or this show, the hour is booked. Um, tune into next week's episode. I can't wait to I can't wait for next week's episode. It's going to be a lot of fun next week's episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And thank you so much for tuning in. Bye.